podcast from Drew and Mike is, I think it's really cool and um, that is what I wanted to say. The series continues and Vlad is on top form again. He's like a champion boxer, all flowing and fluid, ducking beneath jabs, rising up to land a strong left and then a right, combinations, attack, break off, breathe and come back in. Okay, true, I know nothing about fighting. Anyway, Vlad picks holes in my arguments, and that's the whole point of these discussions. They attempt to make our ideas and suggestions more convincing, more relevant, more universally applicable, and perhaps stronger. That means they have to stand up to criticism. They have to adapt, improve, and represent the intentions they were created for. And that's exactly what Vladi provides. I'm really enjoying this challenge. And anytime I can walk away from a confrontation without a bloody nose is a victory for me. I enjoy these exchanges with Vlad, and I hope you do too. Vladimir, it's uh, it's good to have you back. Um, yeah, it's it's not been too long since our previous chat, and to be honest, I I'm kind of enjoying having uh, your your voice, should we say, echoing in my mind uh, on such a frequent basis. Hi, it's also a pleasure to be here again. I'm also enjoying quite a lot having these uh, frequent chats with you. Mm, yeah, it's good to jump into these, uh, yeah, these, uh, the, yeah, this, this sort of political side of things as well. But it's, it's you know, it's, it's almost like applied politics, um, if you know what I mean. Um, oh. But anyway, yeah, we can analyze that later. I, I was, I was enjoying sort of um, preparing the, the notes on the, on the previous uh, podcast that we did. So, um, I'm because we're obviously discussing, you know, the continuation of a similar theme. Um, it's 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 also an interesting challenge to be able to to represent them always in a new way. But perhaps I I shouldn't really worry about that too much. I don't know. Mm. Anyway, okay. So last time we did one to three of your list, uh, but we yeah. did only number one of my list. So um, in the interests of yeah, you know, freedom of expression and so on, maybe we should level it up a bit. Um, yeah. So I I've got for number two. Um, social concerns are prioritized over private profit. Wow. It sounds very cool, but I guess you have to elaborate it a bit more so I can understand what are you meaning? In this case, I would say that, for example, where um, the an individual's enterprise um, is not in keeping with the interests of society as a whole, um, then uh, the community's concerns should be prioritized. So, for example, if you have um, um, you, you've got a village and around that village, there are you know, lots and lots of fruit. And so the, the local industry is basically growing the fruit, picking it, making juice or boxing it up and selling it on and so on. Um, and, but the shall we say the the remuneration for uh, the people is very low because the person who runs the business wants to build a new home and so therefore 
they need more money and and so on. Um, uh, it's actually the interests of the community that come first. So therefore, if the people are doing the work, uh, they should get a fair wage. Um, and if somebody wants to to build a, a big home or whatever, um, then they're going to have to wait until they've got enough money and that they shouldn't try to push uh, their need for profit uh, onto the village, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I get it. I mean, the, the idea is cool. But there's one thing that I I always will have a problem when 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 we start prioritizing things and then expecting just a result. And I think both things are important. I think um, your own interest, your as a private person, they are really important as the same in the same way that the um, let's say common interests or the, for the common well-being, all these things are also important. So. I'm not a friend of putting these two things as enemies, because with with the statement, you are trying to prove that there's the need to let it clear that one thing is more important than the other. And for me, or in my case, both things would be important with the same range of importance, let's say. But yes, we need to use common sense to for sure, even if the... If we need something for for the for the community or for the society, that's not a reason to to close a company. Yeah. So in the on the other hand, just for the profit of a company, I'm not going to do anything that's going to have a negative impact on the society. So for me, it's just to create a let's say um, coming back to your first point. If I remember well, it was a rule of law. So if we have enough laws that are protecting me as a private person and also enough laws that, um, laws that are protecting me and you with our company, then I don't need this uh, this uh, conflict that you are creating there. Mm. But we, we all know that the way the um, society is set up, essentially, it doesn't always follow the the legal system that is put in place to safeguard society so um for example i i recently read a document where uh, the individual who became extremely rich um he, he said that um yeah the way to do business is um that you pay some officials here you pay some officials there and then you pay a banker to transfer your money um and that's how you that's how you make it uh, and i feel that the way that business exists um, is such that certain individuals have a, a specific understanding of how to manipulate um, and circumnavigate, shall we say, or circumvent uh, some of the laws that exist to prevent them from profiteering too much. Uh, and the, it's society in general or at large uh, which suffers because you know they don't think along those lines. They think along uh, more personalized lines, my family, my home, feeding my, you know, feeding my kids or dependents, educating people. And that's all I care about. I, I get I mean. your point. But the things if um, you were mentioning that uh, this guy or, or this woman would pay some official here, some official there. But then you have a problem with your um, condition number one with the role of law and the way, um, let's say, some wealthy people can have a different treatment in regard to the to the to, to the whole law and so on so i i see the point 
but I think the problem is something different because on the uh, on the same time you can have a lot of people running businesses with a very nice um, social engagement or let's say respecting all the existing law. And why should I say, okay, but uh, let me be clear, you are not as important as the social interest that we may have. So I'm not a friend of creating law based on two, three criminals that uh, we may have um, on the streets. Mm. Be because then I'm, I'm forgetting my society. But then I'm, I'm not saying that society is more important than the private individual. I'm saying that the interests of society are more important than that private individual's immediate wish to have a bigger home. So that person can wait an extra year and then build the home and not have it straight away on a wheel. Yeah, true, but, but how do you want to control that? I mean, if, if I don't, to be honest, if we have here a, a very clear law and everybody's respecting it, then I don't care if you are building your, your uh, villa today or, or in one year or in five years. Yeah, that would be the same. Um, but I need to make, in my opinion, for, for my island, I want to make sure that every structure uh, that is created to manage society is aware that there is a prioritization of a social concerns, not only social interest, but social concerns. Um, and that this is um, adequately wide enough a principle uh, that people should think about these concerns before they authorize certain kinds of applications. And, and this is what I'm trying to say. Um, sometimes these uh, legal, um, uh, the opaque language within laws uh, is used against the intention of the law itself. Um, whereas I want to introduce a kind of social maxim, which states, first of all, of course, there is the rule of law. But secondly, social concerns should prioritize these interests of the people, even if there is a supposed conflict with what may be written in yeah. the law. Yeah, I, I get your point. Um You know, political scientists, they, differen they differentiate between, <clears throat> sorry, between three things, uh, policy, politics, and polity. So policy is related to the content, politics to the processes, and polity is about the structures. And if we talk about polity, so about the structures, then I'm totally fine. We have to create a structure where we are, we could be sure that nobody is starting, a, it has the possibility to start a business while the community is suffering because of it. Like uh, people are, um, I don't know, receiving wage that are not uh, uh, according to the law, just so that the, the, the Lord, let, uh, so, to, so to speak, can afford um, a bigger car. But I'm afraid that what you are um, proposing here is more related to policy, so to the content of it, or to politics, to the process. So I can, or I would say I'm with you, so I, I share the concern, but I'm not a friend of prioritizing things. I think we need to take care about everything within the society and try to create a certain harmony, but without prioritizing things. Because I, I guess we start going into a conflict 
that it doesn't even exist because, okay, we're now in the island, but uh, you are talking about the uh, bad examples that we have now in our countries, maybe. But if I start um, creating a law, creating um, a general law for, for my island, then I would try to, to, to have an harmony between community interests, between private interests, and, and yeah, as a um, liberalist, maybe, that, uh, that I could be, that I am, I think... Uh, the rights that you have as a person and the rights that you have as a single man or as an entrepreneur, if that's the case, they should have also uh, the same importance as the, the, the other rights that, that, that we can have there. Mm. But isn't it better to establish these principles at the beginning rather than inviting people to live on my island? Um, and then when they want to uh, increase their profit margins for a certain period of time, I say, oh, one minute, one minute, one minute. Sorry. No, no, we don't like that. Um, and we're changing things. Um, and, and secondly, what is wrong with, um, in some ways, bringing together the, um, the, the principles behind policy, polity and politics? Why not bring them all together? Why not have... A, a kind of a common theme that is represented by all three of these. No, no, that's that's actually the goal. It's just that from time to time, it's very we tend to 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 mix it up, and 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 for me, it's easier if we can separate. And then if we are talking about the structure, or um, yeah, then then I can create, for example, a law where it's very clear. Okay, we have here a minimum wage. And maybe not as the same way we, we know it now, it could be even better. So imagine we create a minimum wage that is attached to the profit of the company. Mm. Like I cannot expect the um, like the small shop that we have here in our in our neighborhoods that they are selling, I don't know, sodas and, and potato chips. I cannot expect that they that they pay the same minimum wage compared to a company like, I don't know, like an an airline or something like this. So we can create something like this. And that would be for me even better. Like, okay, this is the minimum wage. It means if you receive that amount of money, you are able to live with dignity. But in the case that you are an airline or a huge corporation, then I can also say, okay, there is a law that if your, your uh, profit is, uh, I don't know, above uh, two billions, then okay, then you start paying like a min, I don't know, 10% or something more compared to the regular um, minimum wage, and and then I don't think I'm prioritizing anyone. I'm just, uh, yeah, defending all the interest because mm. in the, in in that way I'm also protecting the, um, the 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 businessman who just has one shop in the in the neighborhood and is doing maybe. The, the the same money we are doing as employees. Mm. But I this I would feel is kind of covered by my first, as it were, point, which was equity overcomes other considerations, because I think equity, fairness um, is, again, another word which has quite wide reaching uh, meanings in this case. And so therefore, if you have an organization which makes billions um, and yet a vast number of its employees are hovering around the minimum wage, um, then I don't think that's fair. Um, but also, if I go back to the other example, so let's say that the, the business owner, um, she wants to build 
this you know, big house. Um, and she says to her workforce, look, I need to, to have, um, you know, enough money to be able to build this before the summer because I, I have this plan and so on. And the workforce says to, the, to, to her then, OK, for the next four months, yeah, we will work at a certain level so that you can get the money that you want. But for the four months after that, we want to work uh, 30% less. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So therefore, they have, in their case, represented their interests by saying, okay, we will allow you this extra profit, but then you will allow us the additional opportunity of enjoying our time, which will also be in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be also a possibility, but um, I I'm can... talking about I'm talking about what's fair is fair. As in the the business owner, she wanted to more profits for now because she wants to make she wants to build a bigger house. That's cool, as long as her company also benefits from it. You see what what I feel we've got a situation at the moment, and this is also inspired by uh, a female journalist. I read uh, an article. Um, I think it was perhaps Polly Toynbee in uh, in the Guardian. Um, I could be wrong, but um, maybe she's made reference to it at some point, is that technology was supposed to help uh, companies um, and especially, obviously, employees to do their job more quickly. Um, and so, therefore, for there to be introduced a, a little bit less stress, shall we say, on the speed at which they worked. What we found, however, is that we actually have to work even more quickly and do even more tasks because technology allows us to do so, but yeah. also to do so for a longer period of time. So therefore, you've got a situation, especially during the pandemic, people go home or they are at home and they see that they're checking their emails and the boss has written to them at 10 o'clock at night and they expect a response before eight o'clock in the morning. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. And, and so therefore, what, 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 uh, what the article said was that if companies can no longer pay us the money that we need to live a good life, then they should at least give us time. And so therefore introduce the four day week principle. Yeah, you see, what I, you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I'm totally with you. The thing is that um, when, when we get the power to create a constitution, to create our own role, um, rules and so on, then we have to think or try at least to think about everyone. And I have the feeling, but correct me if I'm wrong, that we are doing here something just based on big corporations that are maybe not that cool to the employees. And we are forgetting the tiny, the small business people in the world. And and that's where where let's say that when it start being a problem for me this kind of prioritizing because in my case I am for the harmony of both things I need people that can have enough motivation to start a business because we need that we need um we need um vacancies we need to employ people and that's only possible if some crazy guys start with a crazy idea and start creating uh, some new positions and put it into the economy. 
And if I start like a very clear, okay, but that's cool, but not as important as other stuff, then I don't like the idea. So to be clear, we have the same opinion and we have the same goal, but we are having some differences with the methodology or with the um, path we would like to take in order to achieve that goal. Yeah, but we knew this at the beginning. We knew that we would uh, disagree with the methodology. Um, and it, what, what is interesting, though, is to is is to have the differences sort of played out in our debate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I find it interesting also that you 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 kind of take the meaning of what I'm saying as being against the little guy. I mean, I'm the little guy, you know, for my real life was in the work that I do. I'm sort of uh, I'm self-employed. I'm a sole trader. Mm-hmm. Um but my dad, all of his life was also um, a, a little guy, as it were. Um, so I'm, I'm not forgetting how perhaps laws can impact upon uh, smaller businesses. But what I do believe quite strongly is that smaller businesses have a greater opportunity of communicating with their employees, far greater than these huge international behemoths where you have like the CEO um and they haven't got a clue who 80 90 percent of their workforce are because there's just what thousands of them which is fair yeah. enough you know whereas if you work for a small company you know if you've got a problem you go to the bus and you say yeah sorry boss can i have like wednesday off um i've already taken off all of my holiday allowance but i need the day off and the boss will say yeah of course just go for it yeah but you can't do that if you work for a multinational Oh, that could be the other way around, because if we're a multinational company, if I'm, I don't know, if I'm sick or if I go for holidays for two weeks, three weeks, nobody's going to notice it. It but, depends on your boss. Yeah, yeah, it depends on my boss, but uh, but not uh, on the company. But imagine I'm working for you and I'm uh, your employee number one, and then I'm coming to you and say, hey, I'm off the next two weeks. So 50% of your workforce, of your workforce is gone. So uh, I would be a bit more careful with the, this assumption that the, that in small businesses are better or easier or um, whatever per se. I guess it always depends on who is your manager and or your boss. And, and it's not about if you are working for a huge corporation or for the small shop uh, on the corner. So it's a, I, I would try not to, to generalize. Because a, a, a small business could be also a nightmare. And I'm very sure there's a lot of um, small businesses where we can say we are happy that we are not working there. Absolutely. Uh, in the same way that there are many large companies where I'm happy I don't work. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, so, yeah. now I was just going to say, I, uh, my, my initial sentence was um, to communicate with the boss. It's not always the case that the employee will get what they want. But at least they will have the opportunity of communicating with the boss. And then if the boss says yes, then cool. If the boss says, sorry, I can't do it for the next two weeks, take the two weeks after that. Then again, at least you have had the opportunity of putting your case to the person who owns the business. There is a difference. But I'm not against multinationals. I don't think it's uh, it's correct to be against, per se, any individual entity. Um, my only... Um, main point here is that uh, society and the society where the work takes place yeah so if you have a company which is based in berlin um, but their work is taking place offshore somewhere in southeast asia 
then you have to take into consideration the needs of the local communities in Southeast Asia, yeah. because that's where the work is taking place. Yeah, because I think far too often we greenwash or we hide behind what we're doing in one community. So, for example, I'm funding um, you know, a, a sort of charitable project in Berlin. And so, of course, I'm a nice guy. But at the same time, I'm screwing this community in Southeast Asia. Um, yeah, that doesn't work either. So this is what I mean, as in social concerns have to be prioritized over private profit for that particular interest to to, to be applicable. Yeah, I, yeah, as I said, I, I, I got the point, but uh, I wouldn't make any <laughs> big differentiation. And I, I don't know if you noticed it, but uh, always when you talk about big corporations, you use it to give me a bad example. And and okay, at the end you say they no 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 that's not what you're meaning, but that's very I don't know there's a mm. kind of seed planted somewhere in your thoughts in your brain. Absolutely. Like, like uh, yeah, and and that's why okay, if we're starting an island, I don't want to start with some prejudgments uh, about mm. uh, big corporations are bad or and and but in the same way I wouldn't say they are good. I'm going just to create a constitution where I'm prepared for the bad ones and for the good ones. But mm. I'm not going to start a constitution with the expectation that, okay, I know when they are big, they are going to be so profit focused that they are going to forget the community and are going to forget the employees. No, I'm going to do my rules. So even if they come to that point, they are not going to be able to do it because they have a minimum wage. They have to respect Uh, all the, the the labor law that we have, we are going to organize everything. So at the end, I don't care about the, the intentions of that people because in the case they have two, two bad intentions, then we have here a law and they are going to be punished or at the end they are going to lose the company or or I don't know uh, what. But that's very different are starting like a preventing something because we have the assumption they are going to do this because I know, I know, um, no, that's that's not uh, correct. I think that nowadays, like small business people, they are really suffering because of it, because it's very difficult. For example, here in Germany, try to 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 start your own business. And 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 I guess, you know, you know better than me how how difficult it is as, as you are working. Um, also, um, you are working as a freelancer from time to time, if, if I'm if I'm right. All, all the time. So, well, all the time. Okay, all the time. And, and you know how difficult it is with a, a I don't know, fill this paper here, fill this paper there, and then organize your taxes and, and do this and do that. And, and, and so it's, compared to my life, well, I just have to work. And at the end, I get my, my salary. It has to be very, very uh, difficult. And, mm -hmm. and, but I cannot then create a, a, a system where I'm putting you in the same pot. I'm putting a huge corporation, Right. And I hope you you are uh, at some point so uh, successful that you start uh, hiring people. I don't know if you need it at all, but uh, but imagine uh, I don't know you need like uh, three four podcasts more, and that's why you need uh, someone who who bring the, the the microphone and I don't know something. Then I'm very happy for you, and I hope that they, that then you are um, able to pay these people a nice amount of money so they can live with dignity. But but that's not a, for me a reason to start now creating some rules just to to make your life harder. Mm, no, I mean if, if following your logic, then um, if the the application of the the constitution is such 
that um, you know, if a law is broken, then the, the the lawbreakers are the brought to justice. Then, of course, that's fair enough. As in, but the social concern point that I, I was making is simply to say that uh, obviously, when no laws are broken or no, because this isn't even this is not even a question of law. Um, but when the interests of the society have been neglected, shall we say, um, and, and then there is a concern. But if they have not been, then everything is hunky-dory. And then we celebrate um, the ingenuity and we celebrate the entrepreneurship of our business people um, with great happiness and love and wonder. So um, there isn't necessarily a conflict, um, but there's always some underlying reminder that you know, there are certain principles that have to be adhered to, even though I accept that um, it may seem like a negative starting point, but that wasn't the intention. Yeah. So, yeah, OK, all right. But it seems to me that my point number two um, has a question mark next to it, whereas I I quite happily uh, accepted all of your your first three. So your history and your participation and your qualifying to vote principles but you've said yes to my uh, rule of law but you've said no to my social concerns so, so we'll have to say my one is a tick and my second one is a question mark to be discussed further yeah, yeah. okay all right so my third one then to bring us up to parity because uh, parity i think is important sometimes at least sure. um yeah I, I wonder what you have to say about these so uh, this is a bit of a list. Right to free expression, protest and congregation, as well as worship, guaranteed by public charter. So um, is that all clear or should you want me to elaborate more? Uh, <laughs> well, I think I get the point for sure. Then you will need some limitations or some things that the yeah okay you have the freedom to say whatever you want whatever you think but i can imagine that's not 100 percent true i mean there there you need some limits say mm -hmm. uh, and then i would like to know okay what what is your plan where where are you going to to draw the line where you say okay you are allowed to say this but the from this point, then that's not the case anymore. Mm. Remembering, of course, that with point one rule of law, there's equity. So fairness. OK, so the right to free expression uh, also represents a fair element to that free expression. So, for example, let's say you and I um, are, are having an argument and you say such hateful, um, abusive, insulting things to me that it leads me to you know, become extremely depressed and, and, mm. and so on and affects my my psychological state, uh, then obviously that is not the kind of expression that I think is uh, in any way acceptable. Um, and, and in fact, there are many examples of this right now. And I believe there was also a case in uh, German courts where they said the, the right to uh, freedom of expression uh, was used to to sort of um, not justify, but to in some cases to permit uh, online abuse um, of women, or at least in this case, a woman, uh, which is a, a very strange ruling. Yeah, I'm really a friend of it. So um, 
I, I, I love the point. I'm only being concerned about how to bring it to work. Because mm. if I think about, um, let's say, if we forget our islands for one second and we think mm. about the system that we have right now, let's say Germany or Berlin, the place we live in. Mm. So um, it's something that you don't have, right? It's something that you have the feeling that you have, but you know, depending on certain things, it's like a really try to be careful. Or mm. now all the debate that we are having about, uh, I don't know, um, from feminism to, uh, let's say, the, the, the current situation with the, with the war now in, in the Ukraine, that's not really the case that we are allowed to, to say everything, you know? Mm. I can, it's maybe a, a really hot potato, but, uh, but okay. Um, imagine you don't like what uh, Putin is doing, right? And that's why you go to the uh, Brandenburg Tor, to Brandenburg Gate, and yeah, with something like a, a stop the Russians and 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 we don't need a Putin and and so on. That would be okay, right? I, I that was the case. I don't know. They, I guess, almost every day uh, we are we are seeing that in Berlin. And I'm now not, imagine. I'm not sure that's okay, but please please make your point, and then uh, if you if you don't cover why I don't think it's okay, then I'll, I'll mention it. But I have a feeling you might cover it anyway. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. No, 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 it's fine. But I mean, I have seen the, 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 the pictures in the in the news and, and everything is accepted that, that people are saying, hey, OK, you stopped uh, uh, this war and with the with Russia and so on. And then in, imagine what would happen if you have the same opinion about Israel and the mm. things that maybe are they that they are doing with a with Palestine. And I don't know if, if that's right, if that's wrong. That's not my 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 topic, but that wouldn't be a very different story. And I can imagine that would be something completely different. And I think it's there's no need to elaborate um, mm. in there. But but you know that would be impossible. But really not possible to put the same where you are seeing like this um, Russian flags with the face of Putin, like uh, stop that and and this uh, Russian war and so on. Imagine doing the same with Israel. Mm. That would be a totally different story. So. Actually, they are doing both the same thing, but they, but you know, okay, for one it's okay, for the other one no. So I'm just I'm not telling you this is your problem. I'm telling you this is a problem that we have now. So what would be your suggestion? Your suggestions there? Mm. Actually, to be honest, I think the solution is quite similar. Um, I I've read the amnesty report uh, that came out uh, earlier this year. Uh, on Israel, where they said that the system of governance um, in Israel was tantamount to um, the, the crime of apartheid. And this was an extremely controversial term uh, to actually um, put onto the, the report. Um, even though if you re read the report and don't consider the term apartheid, um, then it is quite a, a horrific list of crimes that have been committed over the last you know, 40 or 50 years. Um, but my my approach to this would be the same. Um, and in fact, actually, in some ways, you'd be inspired by what the what Penn Germany has written about uh, the war in Ukraine only. Um, the enemy is Putin, not Pushkin. 
Um, so when people go to demonstrations with signs saying, you know, stop the Russians, then I have a problem with that uh, because the Russians are an ethnic group and they are not the problem. The problem is yeah. uh, the political will of the government. Um, and in the same case with regards to Israel, I would say the problem there is the political determination of the government and not the people of Israel. Um, and, and so therefore, I think it will be quite consistent to be able to um, represent a political distinction between the two things. So what you and, and to be honest, with regards to what's what people, uh, you know, that the signs that they are taking or the banners that they're taking to these demonstrations, you know, if they are listing the problem as being Russian, uh, then I think without being apologetic towards it. I think in, they've been misled a little bit by Western politicians who highlight the term Russian um, and don't say Russian government or Putin, because those are the decision makers. Uh, and as we've seen, there are lots of Russians who are against the war, both in Russia and abroad. Yeah. So okay. uh, th this would be this would be my way of approaching that problem. Yeah. Th those yeah, problems. It's, uh... Totally accepted, totally accepted. I'm, I may be just a influence, as you have noticed, about all these things that are happening here. And and, and um, because I I can tell you, I also had a lot of problems as I was studying at the Freie Universität Berlin here, where I did my master's. And uh, an important amount of professors and scientific um, personnel there we're trying to push to push me and all the other students to write in a certain way that they were wanting, and it was with all these, um, um, you know, I don't I don't know the the the, the term in, in in English, but this like gender, um, how do you call it? Like a, when 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 you are always like like talking according to all these gender movement and gender, and gender neutral. Yeah, gender neutral. I don't know if. It's, is, mm. If it's neutral, but but yeah, if that's the term, then it's the term. And it was like, okay, uh, that's something like uh, that's everything, but not freedom of speech, not mm. a freedom of uh, expression. So um, mm. yeah, this is at the end. I'm totally happy about it because I have the feeling I was a victim as I was in the university because a. Uh, uh, yeah, I was um, receiving not the marks I deserved just because I I wasn't writing the way the the professors wanted me to write. Mm. Okay. So totally right. with you. Yeah. Mm. All right. Um, all right. But this is a this is a, a completely different topic and also a very controversial topic um, mm. with regards to. Um, yeah, I don't know. Again, I'm not sure if gender neutrality is the right word either because. Um, in, in English, it's less of a problem, okay? Because mm -hmm. when you when you write a letter, you can say, "Dear colleagues," mm -hmm. and there is no gender attached to that. That can be male, female, or diverse, yeah, non-binary, yeah. yeah. In German, you have a different issue. Yeah. So, Kollegen, Kolleginnen, okay. Um, and I, I believe the issue is that uh, far too often women are not represented. Um, or at least don't feel represented when the plural term is masculine, so kollegen, yeah. Um, and but again, that's not gender neutral because there are those who do not define themselves with the binary genders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's no reference to those thereafter. So I think you're right to say it's not gender neutral, but I don't know what the exact um, terminology would be with reference to the German. 
um, distinctions here. Yeah, they call it a gendergerechte Sprache. Okay, so, so sort of sort of the co correct correctness of gender labeling or something like this. Gerecht, so in in terms of a I don't know justice equity. I right, don't know, but right. as you say, that would be a different thing. I'm just afraid of this kind of, um, not afraid, but they, I would be in my system also using this right that you are giving me now, a freedom of expression, of a, of a, um, speech and, and so on, to avoid some movements to try to implement what they think it's the, the, the best way to talk, to speak and so on, because at the end that's what they are doing. And if they are right, that's very cool. If they want to shift something good, okay, they have my support, but something very different is to start telling everyone the way they have to express themselves. Mm. Yeah, social change, as you realize, uh, I think you know better than I do, social change, normally, it's always difficult on the first generation that has to implement the change. Um, whereas the generation that grows up with that change already in place, then it's quite natural to them. Um, with regards to the German language, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know it well enough to be able to um, formulate a particular opinion on this issue. Um, but it may be that there, there's a need to, to find some, I don't know, um, new pronouns um, or maybe a new way of expressing themselves so that they get complete gender neutrality um, um, as opposed to the, the kind of difficult difficulty that some people have, not everyone, some people have um, in making general addresses, I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's a different conversation. Yeah. And to be honest, I'd, I'd love to have that conversation with um, uh, some other genders present um, so that the, their, yeah. uh, their, their side of the argument would be better represented. Because yeah. again, so, I'm, not, I'm not well enough to represent uh, that argument um, at all. Um, but also just to come back then to, to my third point. Yeah, so the right to free expression, protest. And, yeah. Um, and and also i'm happy thank you let me just put a tick next to my number three um yeah but this also goes both ways yeah so i'll give you an example um the right to protest i think is an important right that um employees or even simply members of the community have the opportunity to express their dissatisfaction with either the actions, the words, or behavior of a and other, so somebody, yeah? Um, however, society still has to function. Society still has to be able to go about its business. And so therefore, I am, let's just say, I'm a little bit uncertain uh, whether or not all forms of protest should be permissible at all times. Yeah. Now, um, in this case, I think there is need and room for further detailed debate because um, when you've got people who are uh, demonstrating or protesting um, against the, the interests of politics and big business who have done damage to our environment, and uh, these like, for example, Extinction Rebellion, and they're saying, look, we need to change our ways. Otherwise, we're going to destroy the future of our society on this planet. Uh, then I think that um, certain disrupting um, protests are more than understandable. But if I'm, for example, simply protesting because I want to have 
um, you know, 5% more money at the end of the year. And, and to achieve this, I decide to stop the whole of the community from being able to work. Uh, then I think that's perhaps an unfair um, procedure that I have undertaken and perhaps also a little bit selfish. What do you think about that? Have I lost your support? Uh, no, no, no. The thing is that if I'm, I'm still with you, it's only that they, I, I guess giving the people the right to, to protest and to express themselves the way they want is something very important. And it's a thing that the way at least I see it and I understand history is like the power of protest is just overestimate. And I don't really see. That's why I would uh, I wouldn't have a problem in in limiting it. I know there are some countries where it's really difficult to 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 um, to have this right. Yeah, but in countries where where you're allowed to 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 protest and so on, it's um, I don't know if you take a look uh, to the to the past. I don't know 50, 60 years. There's nothing that was really created because of a protest. It was like part of the thing, part of the change but not really a game changer. So for me, <clears throat> the first thing that they, that, they, um, that I always tell that to my friends when they, they tell me, hey, let's go to a, to a demo, to a protest. It's like, hey, the only thing you are going to, to generate is a traffic jam. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, I know we, we have been taught in school about, the, I don't know, maybe the protests here in the, in the German Democratic Republic that they were very peaceful and that you know that that wasn't the case it was more about what was happening in the in the soviet union and the perestroika and so on and that's why we don't have the ddr anymore it wasn't because of the protest it was a nice thing and and, I, and i'm yeah it's something nice to show but the yeah unfortunately if we are talking just about facts and history the only way that protests can achieve something then it has to be violent. And that's a thing that I don't like. But what about the suffragettes? I mean, they weren't necessarily, okay, I think there was perhaps um, uh, a, perhaps a, a violent or aggressive side to even the suffragette movement. Um, but the, the suffragettes, when the women um, got the vote um, and they protested after the First World War to, to, to have the right to vote, um, the Emmeline Pankhurst and uh, the, the group that uh, called themselves the Suffragettes. Mm. Um, I, I, if I remember correctly, m most of the, the protests were not designed to cause injury or violence to others. Um, I think there was one famous example of, uh, of a lady throwing herself uh, beneath the horse of the, of the king. And, um, yeah. and this obviously drew lots and lots of, uh, of attention. But as in women, won the right to vote um, without the use of um, excessive violence, if I remember correctly. So, I mean, I think it's possible um, not 100 percent to be excluded, though I do. I do appreciate what you say when you when quite a lot of protests do turn to uh, do violence, un unfortunately. But they yeah. don't always have to. I don't think they always have to. I think that's just the mood of the, the mob. Sometimes it gets the better of their senses. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm with you, and I can imagine that we have, if we, if we will search for it, we will find some, ex, some examples. But at the end, they are just exceptions. So that's why 
the, the only thing I'm telling it's like, ah, I don't have a problem with it. That unfortunately, mm. I would like like protests that they could have a, a bigger impact, you know, but that's not the case uh, here. I forgot the exact number now, but I know that in Berlin we have like, I don't know, it's a crazy number, but uh, thousands of uh, protests every year, like official protests that are registered and and they are allowed to to um, to be um, to happen. So yeah, I, total accepted. Yeah, people should mm. uh, do whatever they want, and and the state should uh, give them. A protection and protection I mean like organize all the police and so on so that they can go through the streets and 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 so on so that's a yeah totally fine at the end uh, I, mm. I don't see any any tiny reason why we should um, control that or why we shouldn't give the people the right to protest mm. good cool okay all right um, yeah, so then, I mean, that will leave us then both on uh, three, as in having represented our top three. So then the next time that we come to talk, we'll start with your your number four, um, because I'm, I'm sure that with my number four, there's going to be a bit of a problem because uh, it's uh-huh. it refers a bit to some of the principles of democracy. I, I know you don't like that too much. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we're going to look at that then. Um, all right. Um, yeah, Vlad, thank you. Um, it's yeah, it's you know, I, I, I love talking with lots and lots of people where there are you know there's often new information which is uh, sort of given to me and i learn something i think i learn something with almost every conversation i have um but on top of that i also enjoy the odd argument or the odd debate yeah it's nice to be able to uh, disagree with somebody and not have a fight about it sure. um and, and i get that from you actually i, I enjoy i enjoy that a lot same here. I really enjoy that. Say uh, one of my hobbies, I would say, to have these kind of conversations, especially with people like you, where where I know, okay, we are trying to find here a solution, and we are just debating. And at the end, what we are really doing, we are learning. We are seeing, mm. oh, okay, that's cool, and 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 that's um, that's for sure a nice experience. Every time I can think to myself, so wow, that's a point of view I never uh, think about it in the past. So uh, yeah. Thank you very much and happy to yeah to talk to you soon again. Yeah, too. Good. Looking forward to it. And uh, enjoy the sunshine too. Enjoy the sunshine too. Bye bye. Two. Two. And a mic.